Welcome to Zichud Av Siman Mei Amar Ram Goldar and Tehuma Zechus Yuma Daf Mem Gimel, the fourth parak Tarpa Kalpi. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, Ul continues expounding the Pesukim about the Paraduma. The pasuk states, "Va'asav Ishtahor as Efar Para Ve'Hinioch." And a man who is Tahor shall gather the ash of the cow, and he shall place it outside the camp in a Tahor place. Ish lahakshir hazar. The specification man comes to qualify as zar for this procedure. Rush explains that had the Torah simply written, he shall gather the ash, it would have referred to the Kohen who is the subject of the earlier psukim. Therefore, the Torah states, ish, a man, to indicate that even a czar can do it. Tahor, lahakshir is the isha. The specification tahor comes to qualify a woman for it. Rush explains that there was no need to teach that a tame may not gather the ashes, since this is known from the fact that the Torah calls the paraduma achatas. And since the Pasuk states, and he shall place, excluded are a cherish, a deaf mute, a shota, and a cotton who do not have the mental competence to place it in the proper place. Pointing to the Mishnah state at Parshnia, the Kongadal then comes to his bull a second time and confesses. The Gemara asks, why is it different than the case of the first Vidui that he doesn't say, and in the second Vidui he says it? The Gemara brings up rights that was taught in Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmo to answer the question. Logic dictates, better that an innocent one should come to gain kapar for a guilty one, rather than a guilty one should come to gain kapara for the guilty one. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Every day, Kohanim ascend the Mizbeach on the eastern side of the ramp and descend on its western side. Rashi explains that the halach requires the one who ascends the Mizbeach to turn towards the right at the top. If the Kohen would climb up the left side of the ramp, he would need to cross the ramp at the top, and it would be unseemly to needlessly cross the ramp. The Mishnah continues, But today, the Kongado ascends the center of the ramp and descends in the center. Rush explains that each time the Kongado ascends Mizbech, he ascends and descends in the center of the ramp. He thus traverses the entire width of the ramp on each ascent, whether he needs to or not. This display of familiarity demonstrates Hashem's great love for the Jewish people. The reason the Kongado is permitted to cross the ramp for no purpose is because he's the Jewish people's shaliach. His act is symbolic of the unique relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people. Rebuda says the Kongada always ascends and descends in the center. So once again, the three points are number one. Lul continues expanding the psukim about the Pardum of the Pusik states, Va'asav ish tawar es niach, and a man who is tawar shall gather the ash and the cow, and he shall place it outside the camp in a tower place. Ish, Lahakshir es hazar, the specification man comes to qualify as czar for this procedure. Rashi explains that had the Torah simply written, he shall gather the ash, it would have referred to the Kohen, who's the subject of the earlier psukim. Therefore, the Torah states, ish, a man, to indicate that even a czar can do it. Tahor, lahakshir si isha. The specification tahor comes to qualify a woman for it. Rashi explains that there was no need to teach that a tame may not gather the ashes, since this is known from the fact that the Torah calls the power duma chatas. And since the Pusik states, and he shall place, excluded are deaf, mute, a shota, and a katan, who don't have the mental competence to place it in the proper place. Pointing to the mission state at Bala Itzaposhnia, the Kongado then comes to his bowl a second time and confesses. The Gemara asks, Why is it different that in the case of the first Vidui that he does not say, and in the second Vidui he says it? 
The Gemara brings up Raisa that was taught in Yeshiva Rishmot to answer the question. Midas Adin no Senes, logic dictates, Mutav Yavu Zachayv Yechapra Al-Chayv, better that an innocent one should come to gain Kippur for the guilty one, Val Yavu Chayv Yechapra Al-Chayv, rather than a guilty one should come to gain Kippur for the guilty one. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, B'chol Yom Kohanim, Oin B'mizrach Hashel Kevesh, V'yordim B'maravu. Every day, Kohanim ascend the Mizbech on the eastern side of the ram and descend on its western side. Rashi explains that the Lach requires the one who ascends the Mizbech to turn towards the right at the top. If the Kohen would climb up the left side of the ramp, he would need to cross the ramp at the top, and it would be unseemly to needlessly cross the ramp. The Mishnah continues, But today, the Kohen ascends the center of the ramp and descends in the center. Rashi explains that each time the Kohen ascends the Mizbech, he ascends and descends it. He ascends and descends in the center of the ramp. He thus traverses the entire width of the ramp on each ascent, whether he needs it or not. This display of familiarity this display of familiarity demonstrates Hashem's great love for the Jewish people. The reason the Kongado is permitted to cross the ramp for no purpose is because he's the Jewish people's Shaliyah. His act is symbolic of the unique relationship between a Kashbaruch and the Jewish people. Yudas says the Kongada always ascends and descends in the center. All right, so now we go to our Simmerdoff Mem Gimon. Our standard Simmon is a magazine of magazines. So here goes. The woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp found a How to Be Machaper magazine with a picture of a Kongado after his first vidui on his par, comfortably walking down the center of the Mizbeach ramp. Once again, in slow motion. The woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp found a How to Be Machaper magazine. Magazine? That must be more enough. Mem Gimel. The woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp, which reminds us that Ulok continues expanding the Psukim about the Parduma. The Pasuk states, Va'asav ish tahor as efar par and a man who is tahor shall gather the ash of the cow, and he shall place it outside the camp in a tahor place. Ish, lahakshir sa'zar. The specification of man comes to qualify a czar for this procedure. Tahor, lahakshir sa'isha. The specification of tahor comes to qualify a woman for it. Rashi explains that there's no need to teach that a tame may not gather the ashes. So the woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp found a how to be a Machaper magazine with a picture of a Kongado after his first vidui on his par, which reminds the mission state the Kongado then comes to the bowl a second time and confesses. The Gemara asks, why is it different that in the case of the first vidui that he doesn't say and in the second vidui he says it. The Gemara brings up Raisa that was taught in the Yeshiva of Ishmael to answer the question. Logic dictates better that an innocent one should come to gain kapara for the guilty one, rather than a guilty one should come to gain kapara for the guilty one. So the woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp found a how to be machapra magazine with a picture of a kongado after his first vidui on his par, comfortably walking down the center of the Mizbech ramp. Which reminds the next mission says every day Kohanim send the Mizbech on the eastern side of the ramp and descend on his western side. Rashi explains that the Lach requires the one who ascends him his back to turn towards the right at the top. If the cone would climb up the left side of the ramp, he would need to cross the ramp at the top, and that would be unseemly to needlessly cross the ramp. The Mishnah continues, But today, the Kongado ascends the center of the ramp and descends in the center. Rashi explains that each time the Kongado ascends in his back, he ascends and descends in the center of the ramp. He thus traverses the entire width of the ramp on each ascent, whether he needs to or not. This display of familiarity demonstrates the Kosh Baruch great love for the Jewish people. The reason the Kohen Gadol is permitted to cross the ramp for no purpose is because he's the Jewish people's shaliach. His act is symbolic of the unique relationship between the Kosh Baruch and the Jewish people. Rebuda says the Kohen Gadol always ascends and descends in the center. So once again, the woman placing the ashes of the Parduma outside the camp 
found a How to Be a Machaper magazine with a picture of the Kongado after his first vidui on his par, comfortably walking down the center of the Mizbeach ramp. All right, now it's time to go to our four blot back chazorim. Daflamates, so the simmer Daflamates is a letter or a mailman. So here goes. As the surgeon removed the tiny letter, obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, letter, mailman, that must mourn Daf Lamates. As the surgeon removed the tiny letter, obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, which reminds us it was Tani Shibur Bishmo, Aver Metamtemas Libushal Adam, and Aver obstructs the heart of a person, as it says in the Pasuk, Usitamu Behemit Mesum Bum. You should not contaminate yourselves through them, lest you become contaminated through them. Don't pronounce it lest you become contaminated, but rather lest you become obstructed. The Gemara also brings a Drusha book as one spiritual growth. It was taught in a Brisa. The Pasuk says, You shall sanctify yourselves and become holy. So as the surgeon removed the tiny letter obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, he pulled it out with his lucky right hand for the 40th year in a row, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa that during the 40 years that Shimon and Setting served as Kong Gadol, Hayagoro Olobiyami, the lot inscribed for Hashem, would always come up in his right hand, which was a good sign that Kaisal found favor before Kishbarchu. The brisa continues listing other positive signs that occurred during his tenure as Kong Gadol, the strip of red wool would always whiten, the Nemer Ravi would always remain lit, the fire of the Marach would always burn strong on his own, and a brach was sent on the omen, the shtei alechem, the lechem upon him, and every kongado received just a piece, a size of the kazais, either was sated or even left some over. It was taught in another brisa that during the four years prior to the destruction of Baishani, the lot inscribed for Hashem never came up in the kongado's right hand, the strip of red wool never white, the Nemeravi never remained lit, and the doors of the Heichel would open on their own, which Rashi explains was a sign for the enemies of the Jewish people to come and destroy it. So, as the surgeon removed the tiny letter obstructing the sinful mailman's heart, he pulled it out with his lucky right hand for the 40th year in a row, while the sweet fragrance of incense wafted in from ten parsos away. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brace that ten times a Kongado pronounces the name, referring to the four-letter name of a Baruch Hu, on Yom Kippur, three times in the first vidui, three times in the second vidui, three times over the Sirul Azazel, and one time with the lots. And it happened during the time when miracles occurred in the base of Mikdash that he said the name and his voice was heard in Yericho. And Rabbi Baruchana said, from Yishlam until Yericho is a distance of ten parsos, and the creaking of the hinge of the Heichon doors was heard when they were open and closed at a distance of eight Chumishabas. The goats from Yericho would sneeze from the fragrance of the Gatoras, and the woman Yericho didn't have to perfume themselves, nor did a bride in Yishlam have to perfume herself because of the fragrance of the Gatoras. Daf Mem, so the simmer Daf Mem is a pool. So here goes. The pool race, pool race, that must be more on Daf Mem. The pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. Which reminds us, the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Lamet has on base introduced a machok is whether drawing the lots of the two of Seirim is essential. Rabbi Yana said, The drawing of the lot from the kalpi is essential for the Yom Kippur voter, but placing the lot on the appropriate goat isn't essential. Rabbi Yochanan said, Even drawing the lots is not essential. According to the second interpretation of the Machokas, they disagree with respect to the view of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that any avoda done in the big day lavan outside the Kadosh Kadashim is not essential. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is obviously congruent with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yanai, who holds that the drawing of lots is essential, would say the Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is not a contradiction to this, as the lacha is different with regard to drawing lots, because the words Asher Allah, which came up, is mentioned two times, indicating that it's essential. The Gemara attempts to bring a proof against Rabbi Yanai from a Bryson that states, Vesi'ir in Ma'akavis, a part of the Avodah was done out of order. Neglect a part of the Avodah of the Seir does not invalidate the Avodah of the Par, 
that was improperly done before it. The Gemara suggests that the avoda of the sphere that was not done in order was the drawing of lots, and yet the service is not invalidated. This would seem to prove that the drawing of lots is not essential. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying that the town of the Bryce was Rabbi Shimon, who holds that drawing the lots are not essential. Alternatively, the Tana could be Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that although the drawing of lots in order is not essential, the basic drawing of lots is essential. So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, which reminds us, the Gemara tends to prove that all Tanaim agree that the lottery is not essential from a Bryce where Rabbi Kiva's Talmud asked them what the din is if the lot for Hashem came up in the Kohen Gadol's left hand. Is he allowed to change it to his right hand, since that's an auspicious sign that the Jewish people will be forgiven? Rabbi Kiva answered, don't give the Tzedukim a basis to dominate. Rashi explains that Tzedukim will use this to support their claim that the Chamim formulate the law according to their own whims. The Gemara suggests from this that if not for this concern, switching hands would be permissible, implying that drawing lots is not essential. If it were essential, the left-hand goat would be determined to be the one for Hashem. The Gemara rejects this proof by reinterpreting the Talmudian's question to be that in a case where the lottery came up in the left hand, would it be permissible to switch the lottery to the right hand and switch the left-hand goat to the right side? So the pool race was a disaster when an argument broke out whether a lot was essential to decide who gets the coveted right lane. And when the head counselor switched the starting gun from his left to right hand, the camp prankster put a sticker on him officially designating him as Achatas, which reminds the more brings a conclusive proof that Rabbi Yudah holds the drawing of lots to be essential. It was stated in the Sifra that the Pasuk says in reference to the lots, Vasau Chatas, and it shall make it, referring to the seer that the lot for Shem fell upon into a Chatas. Hagoro Aseo Chatas, Ve'en Hashem Aseo Chatas. Only the lot makes the goat a Chatas, but verbally designating the goat with the name Chatas does not make the seer a Chatas. Rashi explains that merely declaring the seer to be a Chatas without the drawing of lots doesn't invest the seer with the status of a Chatas. Since Stam Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, anonymous prices in the Sifra Rabbi Yehuda, this proves conclusively that he holds that drawing lots is essential. Daf Memov. So the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here it goes. The grandma, grandma. That must mean we're on Daf Memov. The grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, which reminds Rav Chisit said that King do not assume their respective designations of either Achatas and Ola, except at the time the owner's taking them to be offerings or at the time the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that if the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should the Kohen then reverse and the offerings become puzzle? If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated, and the Kohen may offer either one as the Chattis and the other one as the Ola. Rav Shimbashi said that Rav Chiz's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kinim, and he shall take, and the Kohen shall make. So we derive from here that Kinim become designated, either the owner's taking or at the Kohen's making of the offerings. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chiz's rule to prove that the Kinim can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. So the grandma, who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them. Which reminds us, Rabbi said in the Hoshia that a wealthy person made the temple tummy and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning Kinim, he is not fulfilled as Chiyav. Rabbi Chagas says in the Rabbi Hoshia that he has fulfilled his Chiyav. The more challenges Rabbi Chagas' position based on the Mishnah Gan that states that if a poor Mitzorah brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his Chiyav, whereas if a wealthy Mitzorah brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his Chiyav. The more answers that the case of a Mitzorah is different, for it's written in that section, Zos, this shall be the law of the Mitzorah. 
The restrictive word zos teaches that the Mitzvah may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges his answer based on the first case, where the poor Mitzvah does fulfill his chiv when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Torah, the law of the Mitzvah, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Mitzvah. Both may fulfill their chiv with the wealthy person's offering. So the grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with the minimum shear. Which reminds us, Yitzchak said he heard from his teachers a distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the paraduma and one for the sear hamishdalech, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rav Yosef said it seemed more reasonable that the sear hamishdalech requires the minimum shear. The boy Chalukah, since it requires division into two parts, as Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rami Barakham objected, saying the paraduma also requires a minimum shear because it must have weight, as Rashi explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame. Rami answered, saying that it's a malchus tanaim, whether it requires weight, and Rabbi Yosef falls the view that it does not. Daf Membeis, so the simmer Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The non-Kohen mobster, mobster, that must be more Daf Membeis. The non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the paraduma, which reminds us, the Rav Yitzhak said that he heard from his teachers the distinction between two shechitas, that of the paraduma and that of the part of the Kohen of Yom Kippur, where one of the kosher done by Azar and the other is not, but he didn't know which one was valid. After the more clarifies that Rav holds that the paraduma is possible if it's shechted by Azar, and Shmuel holds that it's the Kohen Gadol's part that becomes possible, the Gemara challenges each opinion since they use similar words in the Psukim to support their rulings. The Gemara challenges Shmuel as to why he holds the paraduma as kosher if the shechita is done by Azar, and answers that in the case of the paraduma, the Pasuk states, Veshachut Osalofanov, and he shall slaughter it in front of him, referring to Lazar. So this implies, Zar Shochet Roa, that Azar shechs the Barduma while Lazar watches. According to Rav, who holds that Lazar was the one who shechs the Barduma, the Pasuk means, that Lazar, who's the one shechting the Barduma, shall not divert his attention from it. Rush explains that he must constantly guard it from two and other disqualifications. Shmuel or Zistin from a different part of the Pasuk. So the non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled that he was able to shecht the Parduma became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman. Which reminds the more brings the support for Rav that a Parduma shechted by Zara is puzzle from a Bryce which teaches that just as a woman may not do the sprinkling of the Parduma, she can't do the Shechita as well as the other abodas of the Parduma. So this implies that just as a woman cannot do the Shechita, similarly Azar may not do the Shechita. The Gemara challenges this, given that a woman may not do the Hazar, but Azar can. So perhaps a woman cannot do the Shechita, but Azar can. Abai answered that the reason the Brisa disqualifies a woman from the Shechita of the Paraduma is from the fact that the Pasuk identified Al-Ghazar with the Shechita and not a woman. Similarly, with regard to Azar, we may say Al-Ghazar is specified and not Azar. So the non-Kohen mobster who was thrilled he was able to shecht the Parduma became enraged when he was told the par is now puzzle because he's no more qualified than a woman and that even his donkey can't walk out with the Parduma. Which reminds us, Ula did an extensive examination of the Psukim from the Parsha Parduma. As part of his analysis, he says, the Pasuk states, He shall take it out to the outside of the camp, which teaches that he shall not take another cow with it. As it was learned in the Mishnah Par, if the Parduma did not want to go out, we don't take a black one with it, so people should not say they shakted the black one for the Avodah. And they don't take out even a red one with it, so the people shouldn't say they shakted the two of them. Rashi explains that the shkita of the second one, together with the first one, would constitute an accompanying different activity, which would invalidate the part shkita. Revi says this is not the reason, but rather because the Pasuk says, Osa, Levada, he shall take it out, which implies it alone. The Tanakamu didn't learn this Rashi as Revi Shimon. It was Darsh time of the cry. He expounds the rationale of the Pasuk. The Nafkamina between them is taking out a donkey with the cow. 
according to the Tanakhama, it's permitted since the rationale doesn't apply, whereas according to Rebbe, it's forbidden since the Baraduma is not being taken out alone. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechitas. Number one, which of the Rebbe Kiva told us told me that one should not switch from the left hand to the right hand so as not to give the Tzedukim strength in their position? That's on Daf. Mem. Good. Number two. Which daf do we melchus Rabbi Shmuel if a zar cannot shecht a parduma or the part of the kohen gadol in Yom Kippurim? That's on daf. Mem base. Good. Number three. Which daf do we discuss whether a wealthy person can bring a poor person's offering? That's on daf. Mem off. Good. Number four. Which daf do we learn that a zar and woman are permitted to carry the ashes of the parduma outside to the tahor place? That's on daf. Mem Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do you want about all the positive signs that occurred during the 40 years that Shimon at Tzadik was the Kohen Gadol? That's on Dav. Lama Test. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss? Which strip of red wool requires a minimum shear? That's on Dav. Mem Good number seven. Which stuff do you want the Kohen Gadol does not mention B'nei Aharon in its first vidui because Mutav Yavu Zakhav Yechapra Achayv? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that Rav Chizda said, Kinim are either designated at the time of taking or the time of being offered? That's on Dav. Mem Av. Good. Number nine. Which Dav is it that we learned that the word Ana, please, is included in the Bidui? That's on Dav. Ahmed Zayn. Good. Number ten. Which of the one that the Parduma does not want to go out, one is not permitted to take a second cow with it, and it's Malchokas if a donkey may accompany it? That's on Dav. Membase. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we discuss visiting the sick on Shabbos? That's on Duff. Yud base and Shabbos. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn off Tiftach Pela Satan? That's on Duff. Yud Tessan Brach is good. And number three. Which stuff do we learn that the source that the Tchum is 2,000 Amos? That's on Duff. No, no, off an Arab. Excellent. Right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.